in Podcast Detroit, recording live. Prepare yourself for a hoppy drive. If you're chilling at home, pop that crowler and just kick back for the next two hours. It's the end of the week, so here's to the weekend. It's Better on Draft with Rob, Matt, Nick, and Ken. We are live back in studio episode 180. That's right. We came off of a couple weeks off. We had four. That's right. Four episodes going on during that time frame. You can check them out over on Spotify, iTunes, uh, anywhere you can get podcast breaker. Don't forget to leave us a review. We appreciate it very much. It helps us get our word out. Uh, but yeah, we had four episodes over at the World Expo of Beer uh, between myself Matt, Nick, and of course our writer Ed. We were able to do a lot of interviews with a lot of people we haven't had a chance to uh, even talk to yet. So uh, check that out. Episodes 178, 78.5, 179, and 179.5. Uh, Matt is in studio. Matt is about to sit down, and Matt is going to tell us what is in that uh, glass that he has over there. Um, right now we are drinking Shorts Local Light, um, and then I've got a solid gold right here. So I don't know if you guys can figure out what's to come a little bit later, but uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun drinking some beer. A little a little bit of beer for sure. Rob, what's going on? Uh, too much. Too much. I, I, I hear you. I had, um, <laughs> I had Monday, Tuesday, and Friday off this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last two days, I probably had a total of three or four phone calls. So it was a nice, easy... A uh, week for me. What's uh, that like? Uh, you know, <laughs> my phone's ringing like five times since I've sat down. It's really different now with my new position, which means usually I'm gone. Like I was gone for a whole week in Dallas, Texas. Uh-huh. Um, I legit saw my very first like live wild snake um, in Texas, and it scared the shit out of me. Did you shoot I, it with a gun? Uh, I did not. I did not have a gun on premise, nor did the guy You're who... You're in Texas. They didn't just... I thought <laughs> right. they, they just... Like you crossed the state line, and they say, here's your gun. Here's your gun. That's not right. how it was welcomed by yeah. uh, TSA over in uh, the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth airport. They or... need to fix that. So the Uber doesn't just give you a gun when you land Well, I rented a car, so Hertz did not give oh, me a gun. Damn. Hertz was a pain damn. in the ass, too. I was there because you didn't get your gun. (laughs) I was there for a week, so yeah. I I was talking to this guy. I wound up meeting a guy while playing disc golf. Um, He was originally from Chicago, went to Michigan State, so Midwesterner, um, really nice. He lost a couple discs, so I wound up catching up to him, trying to help him find the disc. And we're like, you know, both um, playing by ourselves, so we're just like, all right, we'll play as a, a duo. And I saw the snake, screamed holy shit, and jumped back as if it was <laughs> the worst thing in the world. And the guy looks and he's like, eh, whatever. As long as it's not a, a, a like a tarantula or a spider, he was okay. That's what scared oh, wow. him. I don't, I don't do snakes either, so I, I might have pooed a little bit if that would happen to me. <laughs> was it a rattler? So, um, I, it was brown, but it was also 95 outside. So he was going from shade to shade. He, he wasn't in the mood to mess with where I was standing like yeah. outside. It was so we fast forward. I was walking over in Mayberry Park, uh, which is over by South Lyon. Uh, This would have been this past uh, weekend. And sure enough, um, I'm on the walk. I'm on just the regular trail. I look down just to make sure I'm not stepping on like sticks or anything like that. Little snake walk right by me. I'm like, mother. And I I almost said um, motherfucker. But there was like kids and everything around me, and you know you have that consciousness of like oh, yeah. kids. So Wait, like you have that. I don't have that. Just <laughs> if you didn't know, I don't have that consciousness. I I always am. I do well, not have that governor plate on my. On my I'm I'm well aware of my surroundings. So, uh, like at the disc golf course at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday where there was no kids. Yep, 
screamed it right out loud. I had a you know a one p.m. <laughs> on a Sunday at a, or it was Monday because it was um, uh, Memorial Day. Uh, at a park where there was a bunch of people barbecuing and having fun. Yeah, nope. You clearly nope. did not have time for any of those Monday through Friday planes. Did you have a permit? Snakes. For, for the oh, barbecue? wow. <laughs> nice little uh, snakes on a plane FX version reference. <laughs> those monkey fighting snakes. Well, we, yes. we, uh, what are you drinking? Um, uh, I am drinking a from the Detroit Garage Project, the, the end of everything, which I, I guess is pretty much um, very telling to – uh, the end of my life as a non-parent, because as of Tuesday, uh, my wife and I have officially adopted a 14-year-old. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, we, we, we have a daughter, uh, Rosalie uh, Arnisha Miller-Everett. That's so. one of those. Uh, Cheers! I was gonna say, yeah, yeah that, that that's that's a name for sure. That's oh, yeah. that's one of those the, like the double middle name. The double middle name. Yes. that's how it goes. And and another, actually, another end of everything. The the end of my brother's bachelorhood because on uh, the weekend of the eighteenth, uh, he and his fiance got married. So definitely a shout out to Eddie and Shelby Miller, who are probably listening in a little bit. Um, I, I'm not sure if they're back from Chicago yet, but they were out there. But. Uh, uh, definitely a shout out to them and, and the end of their bachelorhood as well. <laughs> well, uh, we do have a guest in studio today, and uh, we we kind of want to branch out a little bit more into non beer specific topics every once in a while, uh, which is why I invited Andrew to come onto the show. Andrew, how you doing? Good. Uh, why don't you uh, mention who you work for? What do you do for them? Um, I am the head distiller at Rustic Crow Spirits uh, Craft Distillery located in Dearborn Heights on Telegraph, just north of Ford Road. And I'm kind of the the mad scientist, they call me, jack-of-all-trades. So I do all the production for all of our spirits, packaging, and then also get out into the field and spread the good word, um, get in two different stores, bars, restaurants, um, for people that haven't seen our location, um, given we are kind of a speakeasy location, Dearborn Heights. And we also have a restaurant in Detroit called Rustic Crow Detroit. So the quick elevator pitch, what makes, you know, Rusted Crow different than the other kind of nano distilleries that are kind of popping up both in Metro Detroit and, you know, statewide? Um, definitely we're the ones with the real unique uh, packaging. Um, our owner, Joe Schiebel, went to CCS. So we wanted to design bottles and labels that stood out in the, you know, the sea of, you know, shelf when you go to a liquor store, you know, something that really catches your eye. So everything is, you know... Um, created pretty much as like a, an art piece, something that's going to look really cool on your back bar, even once the bottle's, you know, emptied. And a lot of people just want the bottle empty themselves, makes for a good gift, conversation piece. So it's definitely something, you know, you're not going to see, uh, and which is nice about the, the craft spirits industry is, you know, it's not the normal packaging. There, There's a lot of, you know, time and effort to make something, you know, stand out and, you know, that catches everyone's attention. So... My job is to make everything, you know, taste good while the owner is uh, making it look good. So I'm the the baker and he's the cake decorator. <laughs> now, how long does it take to produce a bottle or a batch of a spirit? I mean, it's typically three to six weeks with a beer, but it's a lot longer with spirits, right? Um, no, not necessarily. It's actually uh, usually shorter. So um, the fastest um, product I can produce is our uh, Murder Mint Moonshine. So from starting to mash, which is 100% corn, um, one day to mash. Then once I put the yeast into ferment, it'll take uh, about you know four days to you know ferment out. 
and it'll take me a, a day or two to still. Uh, we do it in 300 gallon batches, so you know as soon as I can get that all done, and I don't have to add, you know, any filtration extra steps um, before I put it in the bottle. So the only actually next time consuming part is putting the labels on our bottle. So the front and back has to be uh, peeled, vetted, and then hand applied, and then we also you know create the the jute string with the the fishing waiter, and then apply that to the bottle. Everything okay? Yeah. Just, sure. You know, random people banging on the front door like uh, we owe them pizza money, but right. don't know, so they can, you know, call. Not us, nobody we know. As we continue, why don't we crack open something? Yeah. Uh, why don't you talk to us about what you're cracking open? So we're going to crack open our uh, Davy Jones rum. So this was uh, recently voted uh, Best Michigan Rum by Metro Times. So this is uh, cane sugar and molasses fermentation. And then I finished it off with some vanilla just to kind of give it a little more uh, rumminess. Now, do you suggest we drink this straight or with mixers or how? Um, I would definitely uh, sip it once, um, kind of coat your tongue. Um, that way you get your uh, taste buds, you know, ready to, you know, open up and, you know, explore everything that's in there. Then you can also, you know, mix it with, uh, you know, Coke if you would like to. So mixing this with Coke turns into vanilla Coke. Uh, it's Easy to, you know, kind of sip. You know, it's definitely not a bitey like a larger, bigger brands, just because a lot of the impurities are roomed out in the distillation. Well, that yeah, we're going <laughs> to... Oh, this is just for me. Uh, I was going oh, to say, let's around. let's split this. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a little glass for me over here. Rob, right. we're going to split this just because I don't think either of us are going to be uh, drinking a fifth of Kool-Aid wow, and daring us to drive. Clear. Oh, Oof. It definitely uh, singes the nose hairs a little bit. Yeah. Now tell us about the uh, the I mean the artwork. I mean you said art is just as big of a deal for you guys as the actual liquid itself. So um, where did the name Davy Jones is from? I mean obviously everyone knows who Davy Jones is. You know he's a pirate. But yep. Um, you know we've got a little uh, story on the back of the the packaging. Um, you know one of the, the legendary pirates. Um, people you know fall victim to him and. You know, the the owner wanted something uh, nautical-themed. Um, he actually uh, did the artist rendition of his wife. So his wife, Tiffany, is the, the mermaid on the bottle. Um, nice job, yeah. Davy Jones. So, you know, it helps when, uh, you know, you married a, a ginger to, you know, put on your uh, product. Um, but it's I'll a, kick this coverage for sure. Right. Uh, it's a complete, uh, you know, wraparound label. Um, you know, this is all, uh, you know, drawn uh, pretty much by hand on his computer and then uh, sent to our uh, packaging. To do the the sticker, so is it a day project to just label these? Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, it took me a, a whole day of you know just hand rolling the the bottles um, on a machine. Um, thankfully, they they came in uh, you know a larger roll, so we don't uh, we only have one product where actually uh, come printed, so everything else is hand applied. Have we thought of a better process for that? I would love that, <laughs> but no, uh, you know, unfortunately. Uh, it goes to you know the handmade uh, application. You know everything is filled and then hand applied, heat shrinked, um, one bottle at a time. So eventually, you know, obviously we scale up. I need to you know grow two or three more arms and hands and multiply. But I mean the the, the octopus has tentacles here. Maybe yeah. you could try to get the octopus going. I, I, I keep trying, but you know haven't got there. So how big is your distro footprint in the area? It you know are you at a dozen places or is are you guys still growing? What's yeah, definitely uh, growing. We opened in uh, December uh, 2014, um, so going on the, the fifth year. Um, uh, major distribution in the big box stores is our vodka, 
called Detroit Steam. Our gin that is gin stash, and then recently uh, Myers picked up our ginger devil, which is our uh, spice whiskey. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you're right over there. I am. So I have the the problem where, and this is the reason why I don't drink whiskeys and bourbons like you guys do, is I drink all beverages the same, whether they're water, beer, or spirits. <laughs> um, had That's, I known we were bringing on a spiriter, I might have Ubered. I should probably read our files a little bit better next time. I was going to say that's it's been in our calendar for for a hot minute. Yeah, no, you should still know how to sip. I it just it, it never it, like the thing is I'm I'm like a I'm like a fire hose. I'm either like a hundred percent or zero percent. So like there's, that, there's no trickle effect. That Where? level of finesse, that like thirty five to sixty five level, I just never adopted it. I was either fully in or fully out. So you got to work on that then because. I mean this this is this is good stuff and and you can't just waste your day pretty much just slamming one of these and just you know being a mistake. Hey, as they the north say YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no. and it definitely has a you know a, a good vanilla nose to it. Um you know finishes uh pretty well. Uh, minimal burn. Obviously uh you splash with some ice and you know chill it out a little bit. Yeah, I think Rob's like free and clear now in his sinuses after a bit, but I mean there's to, to me there's it, it's like you said a little burn. It it's very very little to me. Yeah, it's it's very smooth. I I I mean I don't know the last time I drank a spirit straight period and didn't have an issue. I mean even when we had uh two James on, we were cutting everything because you know, we, we, that's when we discovered, you know, Ruby Red Sprite is really good with gin. <laughs> um, but, I mean, this is this is fantastic. This is something you could, you know, rocks glass, you know, a couple ice cubes and, and sit. Um, something you'd mix it with? Are you asking me for a suggestion? Or uh, you, yeah, I'm asking. What, what would you mix it with? So I believe in two things. Um, when you pair beer with food... You pair the color of the beer with the color of your food, and I think I would do the same thing with spirits. So this I would pair with a, a seltzer water, a like a Seven Up, something Sprite. of a light clear, you know, kind of color. I I don't know if I would mix this with a Coke because that would hide all of this essence. You and could a um, cola is probably just going to completely overpower the flavor. Um, it definitely, uh, you know, does get amassed a little bit, but once you add, you know, Coke with the vanilla notes coming through, you know, it turns the Coke into vanilla Coke. So, sure. I mean, it goes down, you know, But most good. rums kind of do that by themselves, you know. Right. Um, but I, I I appreciate this for it's just smooth flavor. Like, I don't mm-hmm. – I would say if you're going to pick this up, don't mix it. You know, whereas, you know, if you're going to get, you know, a Captain's and put your knee up like a – Chacho, oh my God. <laughs> you know, rum and Coke do that. But this, this is a grown folk rum. This is a pour it, sit it, you know, have a couple of sips of it, right. go get another one. Don't. I mean, I'm, I, I guess I'm, I'm always about experimentation and I will, I, I feel like it just, feel like I would just try throwing anything in here as I'm, I'm even looking at my can of burners like you I'm know, wondering. I would say that, you know what would be really good of... with this is just a plain seltzer water just to cut through it. Give it a little bit of bubbles, yeah. but you still get all of mm-hmm. the flavor of the rum. But you just get a different experience because it's got the, the right. frothiness of the seltzer. I think probably one of one of my other things is that really with a lot of spirits is that <laughs> I, I like it neat. I, I don't like throwing ice in there. Um, like when I was I was making uh, my whiskey and amarettos this this past week, it was just straight whiskey amaretto 
I'm set. I, I don't need anything else to throw in there. So, uh, you know. That actually, was the first thing I bought when I was, turned 21 was Amaretto. Mr. Boston's. Really? Boston's Amaretto from CBS. Am- what? The CBS? first thing you bought when yeah. you or turned 21. Or it might 20. have been Rite Aid. Like I the st- first thing I bought legally. How about we put it that way? <laughs> well, no, I, I understand what you were the going $6 for. The six-dollar amaretto that from the, 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 the even the for me, like I remember my very first beer at twenty-one was a Killian's. My first drink at twenty-one was a Killian's. Like I, I at that age had grown so sick of liquor because, of course, the liquor that I was buying was probably trash. And I was also probably buying not only trash but drinking a lot of it as opposed to very little because. That's what you do between the ages of 18 and 21 when you go to Michigan State or Again, Central. You, you or, drink whatever you can get your hands on. Exactly. Like, yeah. I yeah. was drinking handles at 5 o'clock because I could get... Cheap? Volume? Volume. <laughs> with volume, yes. And also, yeah, I will take it that. would be a handle of 5 o'clock and a 2-liter jug of Kool-Aid. And that mm-hmm. total would come to ten ninety nine. And Perfect mix. you would choke for the first few sips of the drink, and then you would put more, enough Kool-Aid into it to where it would be, you know... Then eventually, Enough. the ratio is changing as you know. The yeah, one you drink more get... like you put as much of the five o'clock into the Kool Aid as you can, and then you realize you put too much, and then you mix back in Kool Aid. Right. What I've been doing, like since since I've grown older, is that the more I drink liquor, the more I want to drink it without mixing. Yeah. Like I don't mind a mixed mm-hmm. cocktail or a mixed drink, but I feel like I drink a lot slower now if I drink it um, straight. Because if I'm mixing this, like if I'm throwing this, um, you know, in some type of like uh, Diverners or a Diet Sprite or a sugar-free Red Bull, like any of those items, I would just chug it as yeah. if it was a beer. Yeah. And I think that's my my problem, which is why I quit drinking alcohol for six years, I believe. I stopped drinking liquor for six years because I was drinking Russian Standard 100 like it was water because I was drowning it in Sprite Zero. Mm-hmm. And sure enough... When you finish the entire fifth by yourself, you're going to have a bad time. Right. I had a buddy at Central. He would drink a fifth of uh, McMaster's. $8 for a fifth is the worst whiskey you could possibly get. And every time he did so, he would puke. And every time he puked, he would pop a blood vessel in his eye. <laughs> so he would be white-eyed, red-eyed. And he would know, did you drink last night? How do you know? You got the Kano eye. You got the Kano eye. I mean, you're right about, I mean, because, I mean, basically I put the Verners in here and I I basically just took one big sip and, you know, it it was good. But at the same time, I feel like I, with it being straight, I could have just enjoyed it longer and just sipped on it, maybe had a cigar with it. How does one person become a distiller? Like, you know, we we live in the, the day and age, especially because there's so many beer shows out there that breweries are popping up, you know, left and right. Like, I'm pretty sure one just opened tonight, and that's oh, yeah. just an easy guess because right. it's Michigan. <laughs> right. Um, you know, distilleries, uh, especially. You said that with such regrets, like such, <laughs> like, pretentiousness and disdain in your voice. Well, I mean, look, I mean, like, we don't we do a can. show about beer. I mean, True. we do a show about beer. Um, but there, there comes a time where there might be a little too much and we need a break, which is why we bring on Andrew here. Um, like how did you, how did, what, how did you become a distiller? Like what made you choose to be that? Um, well, I used to be a night manager at a, a hotel, so I had plenty of time on my hands once everyone's checked in and sleeping. So just started researching, um, and they can get my hands on watching a bunch of YouTube, uh, videos of, you know, people making moonshine, you know, the backyard. 
So I did a little home brewing, kind of get the process, um, which is very similar to how we um, make our products. Once you get the fermentation, you know, kind of uh, basics out of the way. And then uh, went to a conference, uh, American Craft Spirits um, Association had a conference in Seattle, which is actually how I met uh, the owner of Rustic Crow. Uh, randomly, both went out there, didn't know each other, and, you know, struck up a conversation with two strangers waiting for a shuttle bus. And he told me about, you know, Rustic Crow Distillery opening up, which is, you know, real close to my house. And come to find out, you know, he lived only a couple miles down from where I was. So it was, you know, just kind of odd, you know, bumping into a you know, future, uh, you know, owner um, without, you know, him knowing much and I not knowing much either. So it was definitely a, a lot of uh, trial and error. Um, I tell everyone, you know, after reading everything, watching Breaking Bad, I had an epiphany like Jerry <laughs> Maguire. I'm like, I can do this, you know. Instead of making meth, I'm just going to make booze. What, what's more, uh, you know, well, I mean, if you order the same, the right amount of chemicals, you can yeah, make exactly. whatever. You know, yeah, exactly. Now that I rewatch the show, I'm like, I know exactly what to do with that. So, but yeah, you Don't know, cook meth, kids. Right. Not, not a good idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've had uh, plenty of screw-ups. We said we we're going to write a book on, you know, what not to do. Um, but after, you know, doing a couple uh, years... Um, Constantly uh, learning, reaching out to other uh, distillers who've been doing it longer than I have, you know, able to get uh, knowledge, answer questions. Um, so basically, you know, it's just a constant, ongoing uh, learning position. So kind of just lucked out, you know, envy of a lot of people in the world to make and sell booze for a living. So what kind of barrel program you have? Because typically whiskeys are going to go into a barrel for three to five years. You said you've been open for about five now. Yep. So do you have, you know, these, you know, do you have some whiskeys coming out We now? do have uh, our Brown Spirit lineup coming out. We're just waiting on our, our bottles and uh, finishing products. Um, so we'll have a bottle of the bond whiskey coming out hopefully August, September. Um, so it's going to be four and a half years once it comes out, hunter proof. And then we'll have a, a rye whiskey release, which will be right around four years also. And then later um, we've got some wheat whiskey set aside and then uh, some two-year straight bourbons. So we'll definitely uh, be coming out with a, a brown spirit lineup um, later this year. Nice. What are you? Are you smoking the whiskey at all? Uh, are you getting you know Pete to to do it or? What's Haven't done any uh, single malts. Um, definitely uh, on the experiment uh, list. I'd love to do a single malt, um, a peated um, expression. Um, just haven't you know tinkered with it yet. Um, once we get you know kind of the brown spirits up and going. And then uh, I definitely have the creativity, uh, freedom to, you know, make whatever I want. So I definitely have some ideas. So this is going to probably be a stupid question. So everyone listening at home that knows more about whiskey than me. There are no stupid questions. Just, just stupid, stupid people mats. ask questions. <laughs> stupid mats. Um, <laughs> could you make, I mean, and maybe that's where, you know, your moonshine comes in. Um, could you make a We should shorter, crack open that moonshine while he's asking that question. Could you make a shorter turnaround on a whiskey? Because if you screw up. A whiskey distillation and then you barrel it mm-hmm. you're gonna wait three to four years to find out you fucked up somewhere yeah that's uh unfortunately one the one of the issues you know coming off the 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 still you know if we make a, a bad fermentation the the still usually will scrub out a lot of the flaws um anything that doesn't get scrubbed out we'll put in the wood and let mother nature uh you know kind of filter everything out so i had a batch of wheat whiskey um, that, you know, fermentation, you know, went uh, a little longer, um, didn't get distilled uh, fast enough. So it got a little funky, uh, you know, aromas and flavors, kind of smelled like butter popcorn. So high levels of diacetyl, which, you know, brewers experience in, uh, you know, their batches. But, you know, as it's been sitting in the barrel, that kind of flavor has been, you know, just scrubbed out from, you know, evaporation, 
um, angel share in the the aging of the the spirit, which I actually liked it. it it's like going to a movie theater get a, a bag of butter popcorn. You know, you don't really smell that in a, a large scale whiskey, much more you know crafty. So it'll be interesting once it's finished out. You know how it uh, if that's gone, still there or not. Yeah, I just uh, you, you kind of have me kind of you know thunderstruck with the moonshine right now. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just gonna say. Please, sir, can I yes. have Yeah, so this a, is a, a dash. So what, what is moonshine exactly? Because my, my knowledge of moonshine is that TV show. Do it. Moonshiners? Uh, yeah. <laughs> With popcorn? Yeah. <laughs> like that's, um, that's about all, and it ain't much from that show. Yeah, I left uh, my overalls cool. and I got all my teeth, so I don't know if I'm a, a technical moonshiner, given I, I'm not running from uh, Johnny Law or Megan in the Backwoods. <laughs> oh. So it's definitely a, a pack of punch. So this is 100% corn. Um, so definitely it's got a hell of a aroma on it. Um, this batch. Yeah. Um, oh, I got some on my lip. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sanitizes, uh, you know, everything it touches. No, yeah, I, I think I'm going to take this to softball. <laughs> just so if I cut myself, I just wash out with some moonshine. <laughs> that shit's going to hurt. So the the nose, you know, definitely has a, that's a 100% corn. Um, I'm getting another vanilla note here, too, or is, do you think this is just because of the cup that it's in? From the... um, It may be. Um, a lot of people told Actually, me this get... batch had, a, like, a little chocolatey note to I'm it. I'm getting, like a, like, a dum-dums kind of smell. Like the, you remember the dum-dums? I mean, of course you've seen this. The, the what, suckers? What flavor? Yeah. Well, like, like, a, like the cream soda? Kind of, like a, like either, like, a almost like a faint root beer coconut kind of. Eh, I guess I can see that. I mean, not in a bad way. Yeah. This is just, I'm, I'm just scared to taste it. That's all. I mean, I took a pretty big swig. Yeah, I don't, th- I think this is probably the first oh. moonshine that I've ever had. I haven't <laughs> sipped it yet. It's so. pretty, I mean, it, it's kind of, for me, it, it's kind of the same. It's like the, the like little burn, just really smooth. It's 100 proof, so it definitely uh, packs a punch. Yeah. Um, so that's the, the burn um, that you're definitely <laughs> experiencing. Do you... And there goes Ken. <laughs> Down goes Kanashevsky. Was, 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 was that the nose or the dr- you were actually taking a sip? I was taking a sip no, right down the right pipe. That was a, like it burns, but it tastes like I just had right a away. giant scoop of cornflakes. Yeah, like a bowl of cereal, don't <laughs> Yeah. It? They're great, right? Like I, it no literally, it, it tastes like a bowl of like just... No milk or anything like that, just straight cornflakes. Wow, that was it. Still burns in my throat too. I don't know if I could. Do you guys? Do people drink this straight or? So we have people, you know, we're drinking it straight. I'm, yeah. <laughs> do normal people <laughs> drink this straight? Uh, we well, actually so have people. Uh, not more a bigger dichotomy than Rob and myself, and we're both drinking it straight. <laughs> like we, we, if there's a Venn diagram of Rob and I, it's better on drink. That's what it is. <laughs> is, it, is it because he can grow a beard and you can't? Silence. Is it because I can grow hair and you can't? Oh, <laughs> no. uh, aggressive! You, you took more than three seconds on that. And, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cowboy. Hey. Yeah, you can drink this as a, an old fashioned. Uh, people drink it in neat. I tell people, you know, approach it like a, a bourbon. Essentially, this is a unaged bourbon. So bourbon mm-hmm. has to be at least fifty-one percent corn. This is a hundred percent. If I put it into a new oak barrel, it would hit all the classifications that bourbon would. Um, so this is, you know, basically what you get from uh, drinking like a, um, a, what do they call it, a, a rye dog, um, you know. So this is basically like virgin bourbon barely. Yeah. Basically, you, you, from still to pot right into the bottle. Yep. No so aging, none of that bullshit in between. This is distilled once, so, you know, we call it a, a stripping run where you're just pulling all the alcohol out of uh, the distiller's beer. And then, you know, 
putting it right into a bottle. So if we uh, threw it to the still again, you know, it definitely would refine, you know, more um, other product. But we're also losing a lot of flavor. So we want to keep it, you know, where it's got that punch of, uh, you know, corn that you're tasting. So, um, Do you have a version that you distill a second, third time? Or does all of your moonshine just go once and... All the moonshine is uh, all once. Okay. So just, uh, you know, strip it out once. And then uh, we separate the... In distillation, there's three parts that you're separating. Um, is the heads, which is makes you go blind, you know, a little bluish, tastes like, uh, you know, put your tongue in a 9-volt battery. You don't want to drink that stuff. So that's what we keep, you know, to clean the floors and everything like that. Um, the hearts is the middle part, which is, you know, has all the flavor, which is what you're drinking. And then the, the tails is the more, like, watery, um, oily. So it's got, a, you know, a lot of uh, flavor to it. But we definitely, uh, we can put that tails back into the still and redistill it and squeeze right. out more alcohol. Have you thought about, and I, I was actually talking to Nick the Brewer. Um, Shout out to Nick the Brewer, Black Lotus. Uh, he's actually on vacation up north. So I don't he's know if he's on, listening. He's always on vacation. Um, Look at his Instagram Have page. you thought about, um, I don't know if you would barrel it, but if you were to put the heart and the tail into a vessel mm-hmm. and try to freeze the vessel, to get some of the water out to s- concentrate, kind of uh, they call it a jacking. Uh, uh, well, in the beer world, I think it's called icing. You know, okay. it's like ice filtering, but basically, it would keep the alcohol in it. It would get the wa- it would remove the water, and it would increase the ABV because of of that process. Um, I haven't done that. Um, so, if you ever heard of a product called Applejack, um, jacking is called freeze distillation, okay. where you're scraping off the the ice from the alcohol. So I haven't done that process just because uh, we don't have the equipment to do it. Applejack um, just sounds like a pucker and like a like a shot and a fireball shot. Oh, I just am I wrong? No, nah, it's uh, it's basically like brandy, apple yeah. brandy. Okay, um, just frozen and separated the water out of it. So you know we haven't done that. I have thrown uh, this into a barrel, been creating you know whiskeys from it. Um, collaborated with a couple of local uh, breweries, um, so they'll give me a stout or a porter because that seems to have like a lot of the most. Flavors, not a bunch of hoppy notes to it, but, you know, it'll marry pretty well with, you know, a bowl of cornflakes. You know, you put it in something malty and chocolatey, and, you know, now I get a bowl of uh, Count Chocolate. chocolate you know, I was, I'm, I'm very happy. So that, that moonshine was just a little too much burn in my throat for drinking it, but mixing it up with the diet burners a little bit, I love the flavor of, like, ginger and corn. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think I've ever had such a flavor of a mixture before, but this little sip was perfect in regards to um just cutting it because i could not drink that straight um it'll whoever, pull, it'll whoever, hair on your head yeah <laughs> oh yeah or not so much <laughs> um you know i even even if it did i don't think i could still do it yeah you know no, no matter no like there's just nothing that i could do to so i'm gonna drink that guess that you don't just serve these straight at the establishment so what kind of cocktails do you make why not from both the the moonshine as well as the rum, I would drink straight easy. But right, that, but I guess that moonshine maybe not. Yeah, I, I feel like if it was, it's almost like if you were to go to a brewery and you're going to say they already do that, and you had nothing but IPAs on tap, you would need to you know you can't do that. So right. I'm sure the moonshine, you know, we Rob and I are men, we can drink it straight, and even you know the, the Davy Jones, be? but. <laughs> To appeal to the mass audience, right. you're going to want to put an umbrella in it, maybe yeah, some fruit or something up a like little bit. So, with the, the what moon- are some? Yeah, what are some of your standards with the moonshine and the, the David Jones? Moonshine is fun because uh, somebody actually said it uh, reminds them of kind of a tequila. Um, so we turned into a margarita. 
Um, Disagree. Yeah. <laughs> hard, 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 hard no. Path. Hard no. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do uh, a lot of different juices. A murder um, mitten margarita. Yep. So you know, it even rolls off the tongue. That, well. that sounds like Cabo Wabo. Kind of like, that, sounds like a, that sounds like a Mexican issue. <laughs> and then uh, with the rum, uh, you know, a lot of the tiki drinks, uh, fresh juices, uh, pineapple juice, ginger beer um, works pretty well. And then also with our other spirits, um, different fuses. We do all of our uh, own juices at the, the distillery for a uh, tasty room. So it's fun to, to play around with with our uh, gray stash, the Earl Grey tea gin. Um, oh. Started out as our... Uh, most popular cocktail, which we just added lemonade and a little honey syrup, and it turns in like a, a John Daly. Mm. So Jesus I've got my what's, eyes. What's on a John Daly? John Daly <laughs> is uh, I know who Arnold he is. Palmer with yeah. vodka, right? <laughs> Arnold Palmer <laughs> with booze. <laughs> yeah, yep. Make, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Do you get Do you get your own cart when you drink? <laughs> yeah, I, I should. Um, All right. So what What is this? Oh, this is the. So we're gonna the, crack open the ginger, the ginger devil. Which is actually barrel aged murder mint moonshine with cinnamon and ginger. So you can see how we can uh, turn it from one product to the other. We're going to get a new cup. Yeah, freshy. Yeah. Yeah, pour a little bit more in there because Matt's cutting me short. I'm cutting it easy. All right, so we we do have a question while we're uh, we're chatting from the chat room. Give me a shot, man. Um, Uh, I read about the distillery in August 2018's Got Rum magazine and have been meeting to go over there since. So he wanted me to ask about the distillery, specifically the rum. So I think we talked a little bit about the rum. Um, yeah, they got, the got Rum uh, magazine. Um, I actually learned from the, the editor-in-chief, um, Luis, and his if, wife down at uh, Moonshine University. Um, so There's a, a Moonshine was, University. Yeah. It sounds like Hooters University. <laughs> I mean, if you want, what well, better I mean, to learn how to make booze than, uh, you know, going down to Kentucky? Um, so it was a week-long course specialized on rum, um, fermentation, um, basically uh, blending a lot of rums. Um, and the masses is made with various uh, finishing products, um, cinnamon, vanilla, um, caramel, which adds, you know, a lot of color and flavor. So it was fun to learn from uh, people that have been making rum forever. And then uh, I got interviewed um, for the Gut Rum uh, magazine. So it was fun to, you know, kind of discuss, uh, just like I am with you, about, you know, the distillery, how we made everything, and then, uh, you know, our rum. So I do have a couple uh, unique rums aged in uh, stout barrels. Um, so it would be interesting once those uh, kind of finish out to... Uh, you know, taste, uh, you know, everybody's putting uh, beer in bourbon barrels. So I figured, you know, yeah. why not put booze into uh, the beer barrel that had bourbon in it and, you know, go back with, uh, you know. How many times it. do you think you could reuse a barrel before it kind of, like, loses its luster going back and forth between a barrel and a, a boozery? Like, I'm on, uh, I got one where it's kind of third time around. So okay. I have a barrel that had blue corn bourbon in it, and then I gave it to um, Joe over at Liberty Street Brewery. Nice. Hey Joe, Joe, yeah, he uh, Joe Dub, he put his um, um, imperial. Um, this is fucking delicious. I'm sorry. <laughs> his imperial uh, stout. Oh, and, the um, Starkweather. Yeah, the Starkweather okay. stout. And as uh, um, what's his porter? The imperial Liberty uh, Street Porter, isn't it? The Maj- Majestic. Uh, Joe, it's, it's yeah, the, you it's gotta the be listening. Yeah, no. yeah, I know. He, black. he uh he <laughs> mentioned that. Um, I was going to like the gin on uh, Andrew's post over on Facebook. So I know we're going to be probably getting there because I think segment two will do a back-to-back between uh, Gray Stash and uh, the, the non-tea gin yep. itself. Um, this is amazing. 
I haven't this had, tastes I haven't like had cinnamon toast crunch. I'm all about my cereal. I was gonna say, I was gonna. Is Am this wrong, just Rob? cereal, <laughs> dude? If you tell me there's anything except cinnamon toast crunch, I think you're on drugs. <laughs> what if he said French toast crunch? I'd be okay with that. So this is like the, the adult fireball. You know, it's not with a bunch of sugar and sweetener. <laughs> are, are you choking again or are no, you I'm laughing? laughing at what he said, adult fireball. <laughs> oh, that tastes so good. Oh, my God. I understand what you mean by adult fireball now. Yeah. Like, I would love this chill, though. Oh, yeah. That's my only thing. Is, my apologies for uh, no, you're fu- No, everything. like, I guess that's why I would want an ice cube in it to, A, to cut it just a smidge. But B, to keep it cold. Yeah. If it's cold, you know, this is the bottle you pass around, you know, the bonfire, you know, this, hang out by the pool. Yeah. I, I would agree that, that I mean, on its own, definitely it, it, is, it is really good. I'm, I'm not sure about the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And for me, I think I need more cinnamon. because yeah, I think, you're, I think your, your sinuses are hitting you. You know, sinuses probably <laughs> are. But, you know, when, when I'm, I'm baking and a recipe calls for, you know, two teaspoons of cinnamon, I'm usually throwing in three times that. I'm a little, I'm a little crazy well, with that's, cinnamon and vanilla. I'm a little nuts about, and and I, I, and I, I love the flavors of those. That's a cultural now, thing. That's us seasoning our food for seasoning. That's slightly food. racist, but I will continue. No, uh, well, <laughs> no because um, that's that's just factually wrong. We don't season food. Salt and pepper seasoning. Um, but yeah, I would I would definitely say that I I would want this I, I want this chilled. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure about. The ice, just because I always feel like when I throw water in, in spirits, that it just it waters it down too much for me. So this would be one of those where I would just like throw probably, whiskey rocks in there. Yeah, I would yeah. Just, yeah, throw whiskey rocks or, or maybe keep it in the fridge. You know, that I'm not going to be one of those crazy people and put it in a freezer. You know, one thing that I got in my prevorce were these um, uh, ice orbs, to where they come two at a time, and it's really it's a circular orb it, uh-huh. that, that ice freezes into a circle yeah and you put it right into a rocks glass the premise of that is it's just big uh, small enough to fit in the ice or into the rocks glass right but it's big enough to where it always stays solid and doesn't melt mm-hmm. but anytime you tip the rock glass in your mouth it goes through Passing the way through. it's like a, so it gets it cold, cold immediately like but it shot. doesn't it doesn't ruin it so mm-hmm. um have you guys ever done a loose shot before? I've done copious amounts of loose no. shots. I've never done I it before. Never. That is a Central Michigan University. You <laughs> you basically walk like right before you walk to get your diploma, you have to do a luge. <laughs> what are you like drinking on those? Just like Jaeger or whatever comes Jaeger? down the slide. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's it's like, hey, do you want a luge? What do you got? Fuck it, I'm doing a luge. But yeah, usually some sort of cordial. Yeah. Or I mean, it's never going to be just vodka because that's boring. Right. But captains was always flowing, pretty prevalent. Everybody loves Jaeger. And then you know, <laughs> as uh, you pour more, and it gets wider and wider, and it just ends up all over your face. That's what she said. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was gonna say, yeah, God I've I've never experienced like I was I was definitely a party gamer, um, flip cup, beer pong, all that. But like those types of things, I could never do. I just never it's, wanted to do. It's, it's not hard. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not difficult. That's what she said. It's, it's. I mean, it's just a shot going down ice. It's. I mean, I, I understand the premise right, of what a yeah. luge is. Um, what was the like? Did you guys want to make an adult fireball when this idea came through? Or yeah, funny story about this. Um, it was on our website. Um, the owner loves to put uh, you know a million carts in front of horses. Um, so we had LCA ask about this product. Um, so that kind of went from the back burner to the front burner. Um, so this is why 
you know, after I think it was 21, 27 different, you know, trial and error flavors. Um, and finally, we uh, tuned it in. Um, so this is aged for six months um, with cinnamon ginger in the barrel. So the moonshine is actually aging and infusing in the, the oak. So it's taking off that sharpness um, from, you know, just being the raw spirit. And then um, you know, we sweeten it up just with a little cinnamon syrup, um, just, uh, you know, sweeten it up just a tad. But, yeah, it, it definitely came out uh, really well. Hey, so when they say that Elches never develop anything, we've got Fireball Whiskey. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you it's go. Pretty, it's pretty damn good. Tell Brian Gumble that, just so you know. <laughs> Gumble to Gumble. It's mm-hmm. my favorite show. Mm-hmm. We are going to be right back. Better on Draft Podcast. One, two, three. Someone's been riding in my And that was Legume from uh, the Ferndale set. Go check them out on YouTube, Facebook, and all of your other uh, sets. That's a B. Uh, Matt, we're live, so you might as well just talk because I have no idea what you're not oh, saying. Air comment to be uh, discussed between you and myself. Okay. Well, not you and myself, but me covering our bases, if you will. You got it. Uh, so we are back with uh, Rusted Crow. Andrew still here joining us. And I know for uh, the <laughs> second segment, uh, I kind of wanted to do a back-to-back with the gins. Um, so why don't you talk to us about the, uh, gin stash, the, uh, the gray stash, how it kind of came about. Um, yeah. Yep. The, the gin stash is our, uh, double gold, uh, award winning, uh, gin. So it's definitely a, a more contemporary gin, not heavy on the juniper. Um, we didn't like to, uh, be munching on pine cones. Um, so we scaled that back to the minimum amount. Um, and it's definitely got more uh, citrus notes. So I describe it kind of like a, a starter gin. So a lot of people don't like the, the pininess. So um, just like how you're saying, you don't really like a hoppy beer. So this is definitely a more. Ken doesn't like hoppy beer. Yeah. It's uh, approachable <laughs> for, for the masses. So what are some at the. Uh, 
the distillery itself, like what are some of the the more well known gin cocktails that people make with your uh, gin stash? Um, one of the most popular is our, our crow stash. So we muddle cucumbers and blackberries and add uh, some simple syrup. So the you know the fruit and the, the cucumber kind of bring out some of the the citrus notes to it. So it's definitely uh, you know real approachable. But um, grapefruit juice goes great with this uh, spirit. Um, even uh, you know once you try it uh, on the rocks, um, you know it's definitely uh, pretty approachable. Uh, oh I wait, I, did, right I, did I, did I oh. get cut off from the circle? No, I was, well I was going to hand you that I was, one. I was passing it around. Oh, Go ahead. I don't know if Rob wants to share that one. Just, just to, there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be napping at the studio before I leave. Oh, you'll be all Wait, right. Do you guys, when you guys do drink gin, do you guys mix it with anything, or do you drink it straight? Um, gin is my go-to. I get the non, I get the quanine style club soda or tonic water. Apparently, one of them that has like a million carbs in it. One of them is super bad for you, like a gin or no, the the tonic water. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Um, I don't, but in right, just water with like bubbles. Yeah, but there's probably like an added sugar to it that they they changed because that's I don't where know, they got Mr. the carbs. Um, you said it, I didn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, you've been like itching to say it, so I feel like I I gave you your, your crack Carb, to hit carbs, carbs. No, with uh, <laughs> with gin, I always mix it with some type of like um, lemon lime soda or a lemon lime mix, or even just like well, yeah, lime lime juice. For, lime's crucial yeah, for ton- gin. tonic with all the hard uh, you know seltzers coming out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's perfect to marry with that. You know, I, you can kick it up a notch. I will smash well, the that's, hell out of hard seltzer. That's yeah. why, like, I love Clear Coast or Truly is pretty much what I get when I can't find Clear Coast. White Co- White Claw has is better for you. It's better for your diet, rather. I mean, none of them are there. Are, a lot of them are just a hundred calories per twelve ounce. Yeah, so but I just, um, the White Claw Pure has absolutely zero carbs. I'll have to check it out for sure. Um, and that way, you can put your own flavoring in it because sometimes, like, I like the black cherry, but having six of them. Again, I'm the one that's drinking six black cherry white claws at the same time, so maybe that's it's a personal problem. <laughs> maybe that is a problem. Maybe we need to have Doctor Laura I mean, on the show next. Well, I've, like I've been pretty heavy. I've been moving to a lot of hard seltzers just because I drink it like I do beer, so I don't get in trouble if I drink like a mixed drink like liquor. Because there are times where I've come home after the show and I continue to drink, but I don't drink Absolutely. beer at home, so I'm drinking um, vodka and I, I always have Sprite Zero, so vodka and Sprite Zero. And those the seltzers, you don't get that bloated feeling like you get from beer. No, but you get fuller faster, definitely, with the seltzers, in my Jeez, opinion. I feel like it's, I don't know. I drink seltzer water just, uh, I always keep like a 12-pack of seltzer water in my fridge at all times. So having the spiked seltzer water is just like just changing up my daily routine. So maybe it just, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's a cleaner, less groggy kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So that. this gin is, uh, it looks like 44%, so 88 proof. Yep, so uh, just a tad higher uh, alcohol concentration. Um, Ooh. So definitely... This uh, gin's delicious. Yeah, it, it's real good, uh, you know, zipper. You know, put a little ice into this one. I mean, the only the only criticism I have on any of these is their room temperature. Yeah. Like... They were baking in the sun as I was driving around. So. If, if you would have given me this cold and, and that ginger devil cold, I, I might have kissed you, to be honest. <laughs> Like, it's like I hear that a lot. Yeah, that's all right. That's well, all you right. can definitely get a lot of them. They have their uh, they have a tasting room over in Detroit, correct? Um, restaurant in Detroit, and the tasting rooms in Dearborn. Restaurant in Detroit, 
tasting room is where in, in detroit is the taste or is the restaurant it's a uh, park and adams so it's a block west from woodward and grand circus uh park okay are you at the, the main floor then or are you yeah we're in the the kales building um okay. so we're in the main floor uh um the the opposite corner of park bar cliff bells is our neighbor right by hockey town a couple blocks away and i'm kind of I'm still kind of salty about the uh, the lack of cheese turnovers over at Park Bar. You can, um, you guys distro obviously to off premise, so you go to liquor stores too, correct? Yep. So you can get this at say Zatuna Liquor. Yep. I'm actually uh, doing a promo with Jack uh, tomorrow. All right. So uh, Zatuna Liquor over in Rochester Hills, just south of M59 on Rochester Road. Go say hi to Jack, and then make sure you're saying goodbye right away because he will talk your ear off. But we still <laughs> love him. Uh, and tomorrow is June 1st, so if you are listening to this uh, before June 1st, what time are you going to be there? Um, I'll be there from 1 o'clock to about 4 to 5 o'clock. So if you are listening to this the second that I probably put it up, uh, head over and uh, you'll have a chance to try a lot of beers. Um, but I'm sure you get around in regards to getting to different uh, off-premise sites to do tastings and stuff. Yeah, I, I try and schedule uh, at least one or uh, two every weekend, um, different markets. Um, so I'm at uh, Zatuna's uh, tomorrow, and then uh, you know I could be in Dearborn. Um, try and stay uh, um, within a, a, a half-an-hour drive radius. So where to be uh, grocery stores, liquor stores, um, try to, you know, be a little there. I'll, I'll give you a lead on the east side off the, rec- off the, off the air. But you know what else you can get at Zatuna Liquor? Uh, it's a boy cigars. No, my beer box. You can sign up for to subscribe to my beer box at Zatuna Liquor. I heard you lowered the price. We did. We dropped the price twenty percent up through Father's Day. So uh, instead of thirty dollars a t-shirt box, you're going to be twenty five dollars a box. And instead of the fifty dollars all in box that comes with t-shirt and glassware, it's only going to be forty bucks. Wow. So hurry that's up. mybeerbox.com. My beer box on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Insta- uh, we actually don't really have a Twitter because it doesn't work. Um, they keep giving us my beer box and then a number after that. We're also going to be putting some premium memes up today. Like today we put up the LeBron J.R. Smith meme. That said, I saw that. Hey, that was amazing. And it was <laughs> buy me my beer box. That was, that was pretty good. Was pretty um, we good. have some, we have some other great memes that are coming up for, um, uh, but father's day is going to be crucial. Um, your dad, you're the reason why your dad drinks. So buy him a comfy t-shirt and <laughs> send him on a vacation and he'll probably take your mom or his girlfriend and they could use a vacation. So, <laughs> You know, mibeerbox.com. Uh, and there's discounts already for three or six month subscriptions. So if you make him drink a lot, um, you know, you can buy him a, a pretty big discount. For you can him. help him continue his, <laughs> exactly. uh, continue drinking. his drinking for sure. So what made you guys want to add green tea to gin? Um, we add Earl Grey tea. Uh, actually, it was at another establishment, and they were doing in-house infusions. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so I did it with ours, and it just kind of turned into a, a cocktail we put on our menu. Do they just put like a tea bag inside? Yeah, or? we actually uh, steeped uh, yeah, three uh, three tea bags into a, a bottle of gin for uh, a couple hours, and you know this is what cover gives it the the color and flavor. Um, so it was actually a, a pretty easy spirit. So it's uh, post distillation, um, so it has nothing to do with fermentation or uh, distilling of the product. Does tea have natural sugars in it? Um, I don't believe no. so. So it wouldn't really change much if you did it. No, the only sugar you're going to get right? is from the alcohol yeah. itself. Well, I mean, you know, those leaves, I would imagine there might be a little bit of botanicals that, that might have. Um, I mean, for, for most teas, like in regards to doing the research for my diet, like most teas don't have any carbs at all, let alone most teas barely have any calories at all. 
Um, so you're not going to get um, anything. I'm, I'm still sipping on this gin. Yeah. I'll have that in a second. Um, I'll be honest. This I, I want more of this ginger devil. I'm, I, I'm, there's, I need you to like I, not I look. I'll take the still, whole bottle with me. We're, we're going to do like a, a, king, a king cup and you know just pour everything in the middle. And don't you dare! <laughs> <laughs> I, I still have to work tomorrow at eleven. Why does it? So, is that? Isn't that? Um, the the fifty two card game no yeah. King, uh, King Cup is uh, presents and assholes no is a uh, waterfall. waterfall waterfall that's it yeah I'm like it was like a fifty two card game I don't know I, I it's probably in presidents and assholes I'm sure you can make a well, rule I mean, about you make it. the asshole drink yeah. the, the King Cup yeah oh. there you go God, it just that's sounds a, that's an evil game presidents and assholes yeah yeah we used to play it like when I was like in my early teens like 13, 14, oh, 15. No, I love that game I played but that to the obviously game. it was you know childish antics as it, opposed it's fun to, to bury alcohol, you know, like bury antics. the friend uh, but you know you can get revenge uh, well I loved so I loved being uh, I love playing presidents and assholes because the rule I would always implement is you can't say any derivative of the word drink so drink drink or drunk would be the if you say it you have to drink so when everybody you know when anybody like Pulls a card with the drink. Yeah. Everyone would point it and say, "Oh, drink!" And be like, "No, you, you fuckers <laughs> also have to consume as well." So then everyone would be quickly screaming, "Consume!" <laughs> yeah, I was gonna go with uh, gulp or sip, but consume works. Yeah, the other one works. Jug. Uh, imbibe, imbibe, imbibe. The other big uh, is the little man on the. On, I was gonna on say the can. that. That's real annoying. You got to take the little man off, off it, drink, drink and then you put it back mm-hmm. on. Yeah, I never. I, I definitely remember that rule, but I never, never liked. And the, then they uh, had the uh, mother may I rule too. If you drink without asking mother may I. I feel like you were just a giant asshole in this game. No, it was just that was like my element, like making rules, drinking beer, right. acting cool. Come on, I mean. Yeah, 20. I still feel the same. The same sentence exists. That's why nobody wants to hang out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't want to play drinking games with you, right? What the lightweight? All right, so no. what? Hold on. What did you? This is the uh, the gray stash. I was say I, I need some of that because okay. I, I handed it off to. Oh, I thought you. No, oh. no, I was I was handing that one off to you just to pass it down, and plus there was so little of it because you're complaining about how tall I your did. pores were. The are, are the tor are the tours the tours. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Uh, So we do have a question from the chat. Uh, Do you know any other distilleries in Michigan that use molasses? Uh, Most, he says, most he has encountered use uh, turbinado sugar. Um, Did I say that right? Right. I'm not too sure how many other distilleries are, uh, you know, producing rum from molasses. Um, So rum can only be created from uh, cane sugar or molasses. So I'm not too sure. I do know uh, New Holland has a, a rum. Um, I believe there's a couple up north that are uh, doing rum in Traverse City. Um, as far as you know, what they're you know basing um, their their product from, I'm not too sure. Is there a Michigan distillery group, like a, a guild or a group of like all of the distilleries get together to chat about the industry? Yeah, there's a what, Michigan Distillers Guild. Um, so we actually just had a meeting uh, last week before uh, an event at Easter Market. Um, so we we're at DCD. Um, so talk about you know laws that are going to be passed. Um, um, things that are you know in works to kind of minimize taxes. Um, talk about the industry uh, growth as a whole. Um, so little brainstorming. Um, not not tax tariff or you know that kind of uh, in, in that kind of respect for laws. But are there any laws or rules that you would like to see change within the state of Michigan? Um, ultimately, we're trying to get uh, parity in the overall beverage industry um, because liquor is taxed so much harder than beer and wine. Um, so it'd be nice if we were somewhere close to what they're going to tax. 
So our markup is like, you know, 65%. Holy shit. Yeah, compared to, you know, beer and wine. So we were just like a, an even playing field. Do you think – so there are 14 distilleries in the state of Michigan? I think oh, there's more than that. There's a shitload more than that now. Yeah. I, I thought – I mean, well, I guess there's – even if there's 50, right, there's almost 400 breweries. Right. So what do you think is preventing more distilleries – you know, it seems like a brew pub, you know, every town and city has, like we talked about, you know, the brew pub is the new dive bar. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's got their corner brew pub to go One to. One in every city mm-hmm. now. And they're all strictly beer. So what, why is there not a distillery on every corner? Um, it's definitely, you know, the trend is getting there. Because uh, in Michigan, there's three different pockets. You got, you know, Metro Detroit, um, DCD, Two James, uh, Valentine. And then, you know, we're kind of in the area just outside of, uh, you know, Detroit. And then the, the Grand Rapids folks, Long Road, um, New Holland. And then you go up to Traverse City, and then there's a cluster uh, kind of up in there. But actually, you know, there's a couple of distilleries just opened up in the UP. Um, so they're definitely expanding uh, in well, different markets. what else markets. is there to do up there? Yeah, right. You know, make booze, <laughs> make your booze, butt right. off. Right. Make mean, booze, drink booze. I think it's going to s- snow I, tomorrow. I did have... Um, Am I wrong? Uh, I was yeah. over on the the west side of the state. I had Grace guys for the first time. Yeah, my uh, buddy Brandon uh, runs that. I tell you what, one, I'm always appreciative of a. Uh, so they weren't open. The tasting room wasn't open. They were just cleaning. I walked in, the door was open. I didn't realize that they weren't open. Yeah. Walked in, and I'm like, oh crap, you know, I just wanted a bottle to go. And they said, all right, what do you want? And the guy that was working was like, oh, this isn't my position here. So I got to see if I can find someone to cash you out because I don't know how to work the POS system. Right. Um, but I, I think I've kind of seen that as a, um, a really nice thing within the alcohol industry. Because as much as sure you're selling a bottle, like when my dad went to Nickelbrook um, and they were closed, and the guy that came forward was just a sellerman. Um, he's like, hey, we're closing. He's like, well, I'm not going to be in town. You think I can buy some beer to go? And he's like, I think we can figure it out together. Yeah. And, oh, you know, mind you, my dad showed up like three hours before they opened. But, you know, I think when he was willing to spend like 100 some odd dollars. So if you're going to make $100 before you open, why not start the day with a nice positive? Definitely. Um, with the the tea, like, do you think that the Gray Stash stands alone as a good sipping gin? Or do you think it's better mixed together with something else? Um, definitely, I think it's a, a good standalone. I mean, it's more like you're sipping a Long Island uh, iced tea. Um, so it's, you know, yeah, real it's, scary. It's no joke. I mean, this there's, is the one that you could take to a barbecue. You know, everyone kind of appreciate it. There's a pepper flavor in there that kicked me in the fucking uvula. <laughs> yeah, he was done. It, it, was, it was pretty much. I tried much, one. He tried it. Was it was good. The second one, like, I get a pepper note from the tea, and it. I, I love straight gin. That one, there's just a flavor note to that that I respect. It comes out perfectly. So if you love it, if you like flavored uh, spirits, this is right up your alley. Well, but, what's your I what's mean, your go to gin when you go to a bar, Matt? Like, do you just go with Bombay or uh, whatever the, the well at the, is? At the, at the liquor store, it's 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 um, uh, uh, Seagrams because. I, I drink it and they pay me for it, as P.D. Pablo once said. I mean, people uh, but, do have the cups, but they ain't chipped in. So, I mean, you got to make sure of that shit. Um, honestly, I, it's either a Hendrix or a Tangeray. Okay. Like, I know everybody hates on Tangeray. Tangeray is the bells of, uh, or, or the Bud Light of gin. Yeah. I mean, but, you're I mean, either like across the pond gin, like Bombay, Tangeray, super piney. Um, Hendrix, you know, are just similar. You know, they have the big cucumber, uh, you know, taste. To be to honest, it. if you were to put five gins in front of me, I wouldn't know the difference between them. I just drink gin because it's lower calorically, and it's a smoother 
Well, I mean, calories is simply, uh, for the most part, based on how much the ABV is. Not necessarily. Your your standard, you know, shot of eighty proof liquor is going to be about a hundred calories per. The only thing that's really, but mind you, I've done a lot of research on this because I'm keto. <laughs> there um, it is. One Damn it, of one of the uh, that's one uh, lesser caloric. Uh, alcohols is Captain Morgan, and that's because it is a lower ABV rum than the rest of you know standard rums, like a forty or a eighty proof rum. So mm-hmm. really, if you wanted to find out how much your calories are, unless it's a liqueur or something that has additional oh. flavors, um, it's going to be you know near one one and a quarter times the ABV. That's what the I, I uh, guess it- calorie is going to be. You know, my story earlier where I just keep pouring it in until I taste it again doesn't really help my, my, my argument. But gin on a general basis has less calories than a vodka, which is usually the... Um, which is know. generally, you know, can't be really true because gin is just flavored vodka. So, bam. See, I'm, I'm getting that, that, that pepperiness on here as well, uh, though uh, opposite to Matt that I am enjoying it. It's actually, to me, it is... It comes off like a, a smokier version of Two James Johnny Smoking Gun, but that's and a gin, and it shouldn't. I know, but is a is a whiskey, right? But I mean, put even if them being you know two different liquors, I I, I would rather go on this side with this rather than Johnny Smoking Gun. My thought is, I want my gins crisp and botanical. The pepper just kind of like throws me off. It's like. For you, it's like country at the time lemonade. It just doesn't belong. Yeah, lining kugel, summer shanty, for the loss. Get rid of that. Yeah, shit. The, the bergamot oils cover up the, the juniper, so this is why you know it kind of is more approachable, even more so than the gin stash, just because people don't like that pininess. You know, you don't really pay, taste any pininess to this. Mm-mm. You know, you, you you taste you know little peppery notes to it, um, but yeah, you dilute it with a little lemonade. You know, it's it's delicious. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious about. Or sorry, well, to, I, I was going to say I don't think it's bad. It just the way it hit my palate just didn't. You know, how do you guys decide on liquor when you guys are going? Now, m- mind you, you know, we have great distilleries around the area, especially with Rusted Co- Crow to James, who's been another guest. Um, you know, we have all of these choices. How do you choose a liquor when you're making a not even necessarily a craft cocktail, but a one in one? Because for me, like I don't even bother with anything more than just well, because I feel like the whatever I'm mixing it with is just going to hide whatever taste, you know, the goodness or the badness of right. whatever the liquor is. Like, how do you guys like, you know, like Andrew? How do you approach a a bar that you know, say we're in California, so they don't have rusted crow there, right? Um, I'm if I'm going out of town, you know, for a conference or vacation, I instantly ask for you know what's local, because I want to see you know what's the local kind of you know rustic crow, what they're doing that's unique. You know, uh, I was just in uh, Fort Myers, and I went to the liquor store. And I was like, Do you have any local uh, rums? Because obviously Florida, they're going to be making a bunch of different. You rums. hope so, anyways, definitely, right? right? So I picked up a, a bottle of a local distillery, you know, had a lot of apple notes to it. Um, so it's always fun to try what other people are doing. Do you have a favorite that you kind of like, um, you know, like for us, there's distro issues in regards to beer where we can't get beer. So we're like, you know, if anyone goes to this area, like for me, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Funky Buddha. Right. Like if anyone is in Florida, I'm like, go pick it up. Like, is there a bottle like that that you had where you just wish you could have more of? Um, there, there's a, a lot of things um, out in uh, the West Coast. 
Um, they actually have a distro out here, uh, Westland Distillery. They're making you know awesome uh, single malt scotch. Westland, like Michigan? Yeah, no, ba- basically, <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, it's it's just ironic that uh, we have one here. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are making you know spirits from rice, um, all different you know different barley's. Um, so it's unique. Um, everywhere you go, somebody's trying to do something different. So I always appreciate that. I mean. The distillery that uh, makes aviation uh, gin that Ryan Reynolds just purchases in you know, Portland, Oregon. Avion? Yeah. They, they started out real small, and the bottle ended up on Deadpool set, and all of a sudden he was like, hey, I like this. <laughs> yeah. But you know what else? Like, um, They sold out to Mike's Heart Lemonade, too. Hmm. Like, If you watch the first Deadpool, when he goes to actually find out who's going to be who's in the Deadpool, why do we say Deadpool? Deadpool? I don't know. I don't know why he said that. Um, the pool of the dead. Uh, the Deadpool. The... Uh, the cooler behind tj miller the bartender it's all mike's hard lemonade okay i don't think anybody ever noticed that. i didn't notice that i didn't but now i don't want to have to go home and watch when deadpool you watch it quick. like tj miller's like who he's, he's like who's on the deadpool today and you get a picture of tj miller or the video of, and it's it's literally mike stacked like every shelf of the cooler oh, good Lord. <laughs> um which kind of makes me got kind of mad that i quit the beer game right before because we sold mike's how much cool you know deadpool shit i could have gotten because that's like the only superhero that I that and Batman are my two superheroes. What do you think of Robert Pattinson yeah, as Batman? He's remember what everyone said about Heath Ledger as Joker. But you know what? I said the same. I said the same thing about Ben Affleck as Batman that I will say about Robert Pattinson. It it, it could be because it's going to be a completely different universe, right? It's going to be like. Like uh, the Amazing Spider-Man versus you know Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. It's I mean it's it's going to be uh, Batman, but I don't think there's going to be any origin or anything honestly. Like that. You know what I'm excited about is the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. That looks mm-hmm. good. I will be first in line to see that. I think I think with with all of them, it's just pretty much you really can't say shit until you actually see it. Yeah. I mean you can you can talk yeah. Twilight all fucking day, but. Yeah, you but I mean, you Heath Ledger, know. everyone was talking about 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, exactly. You know, a Night's Tale. Which, actually, a Night's that's a damn good movie. Yeah. You actually, who <laughs> I would have picked right now to be the best Batman? I heard on the radio, it, it, the best, the funniest Batman would have been Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. <laughs> but what? The best Batman. I mean, they might as well just make Lego Batman right there. It is. Like, <laughs> I mean, he would, he would cross that, over. That's heightest. He'd cross over from Marvel to DC. <laughs> that, but, yeah. The best Batman would be Kit Harrington, John fucking Snow to Batman. Uh, He's well, got a drinking problem, so I mean he he could fit the bill. Just, but I mean he looks it, like it a depends. Batman. It depends. It depends. You know the, if if you know obviously he you know pull off some sort of accent that that would work. Well, I mean Christian Bale's Welsh, so I mean true, and he did accent. he bring that. Well, he did a good well, job. Until... Sp- Spider Man's English, and uh, the guy yeah. from Andrew Garfield uh, was English too. Rick yeah. Grimes, the guy that plays Rick Grimes, is yeah. English. Yeah. Well, what do you think about? Um, Fuck! I just lost my whole train. They wanted to uh, have Danny DeVito as a uh, Wolverine for a day. I saw. I saw the little petition. <laughs> thing. That's funny. <laughs> Good lord! I mean, he technically would have crossed because he's you know DC the Penguin. And yep. then yeah, Wolverine honestly, is Marvel. I, I see, are we like? I I was a stickler for you can't be this two characters in the same universe. Ryan Reynolds did that. Well, he was Green Lantern. Exactly. Green Lantern so he and Deadpool. DC. Yeah, you can't be two. You have to be one or the other. You have to be well. Yeah, Green Lantern's DC versus, um, but it, Deadpool, which is so Marvel. I'm not a comic book guy, so if you're going to be a superhero, you have to, like 
Hugh Jackman can't be couldn't be Hugh Jackman heroes. couldn't be Batman. No. Okay, because he's fucking Wolverine. Right. <laughs> so like, unless like, I mean, Bruce Wayne's got some weird ugh. shit going on, <laughs> like. So you don't think Will Smith could ever be in a, a Marvel movie because he's Deadshot, even though he's been recast? Nobody saw that movie, so he, everyone could be. Actually, I was going to ask. Um, so I heard uh, for people still listening, uh, Daniel Craig broke his ankle. So he, they've delayed. He didn't. He didn't. From what I heard, he didn't break it. He just. He definitely injured it. So can he catch the spell? Who's and the Who's the next James Bond? Like you're thinking Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> too, so, many, too many shots. James Bond. I, I I dig the Idris Elba as James Bond. I really dig it. I could see that. I've I've also heard Anne Hathaway as James Bond. Because woman James Bond, but like, well, I mean, in regards to there, there, there are no rules in the James Bond franchise as there are in say like Marvel, like Stan Lee. There's a lot of rules in regards to Spider Man. He's dead, so that that's true. But he owns him; his estate owns the rights to all of those and all those characters and stuff. You can't just be like, well, he's dead. I can't do anything about. Who would be a great James right. Bond? Is Ryan Reynolds a big great James Bond? Um. I mean, Ryan Reynolds can be serious, mm. Amityville Horror. Or, um, or Ben Affleck. Or Buried, that was another one. Did you, did you guys ever see Buried, by the way? The Ryan Reynolds Buried I, Alive I, movie? I never saw it. I, I was definitely interested in no. seeing it, but I never saw I've it. I've seen almost... If that Justin movie costs Timberlake. more than $100 to make... <laughs> Justin Timberlake Blair, Blair as James Bond. Um. Yeah, I could I could see... Like, if... if and, well, no. I, I think they need to Americanize... Justin Timberlake or James Bond? You mean English, James? Or? No, Americanized. Like, a, and, and a, no, no. I, I, I mean, there's there's see. too many people who always say that the British accent is the sexiest accent in the world, except no, for it's, apparently it's everybody Boston, in the U.S. Though. who says that Boston, Boston people in Boston have the sexiest accent. Hey, which, Ted Prudhoe, Ted said the opposite. I, Ted I, said it's the worst accent. Yeah, I, I don't. Know, I certainly don't understand that. How did we get into this topic again? <laughs> I, we, I hijacked this. I don't know. Actually, we, we were going into you know characters um, being in, in other universes. I'm redrawing it. The best next James Bond would be Jason Statham. Jason Statham, would English, pass his prime. I'd, I'd see Jaden. No. no, not at yeah. all. But Pierce Brosnan was past the prime when he was bat, when he was at the best of Bond. I so mean, was Sean Connery. Jason Statham, like, because the issue was like Jason, uh, Daniel Craig, he was blonde. All the other previous Batmans or Batmans Bonds had been brunettes. <laughs> Jason Statham, no hair, gray stash. Yep. Yeah, no. Jason Statham, because I just saw the Meg. I haven't seen the Meg yet. I heard good things about it. It was weird to see Dwight in something else. <laughs> it's just like Will Smith will always be the Fresh Prince. Well, there you go. There's your, there's your new Bond, but now he's the genie. Will Smith. It was a good movie. Oh, I will never see the movie. <laughs> really? I will, I will go see Lion King. They did They did a really good job. James Earl Jones is always Mufasa. <laughs> First of all, right. I didn't want to see Aladdin to begin with. And then you can't take Rob Williams and anything. And he didn't. Well, that was Rob Williams' role. It, it was, mean, but he how? did not. He, he reinvented the role of the genie to not like replace the genie. There is no like, way anybody. The, the could guy who played that. Aladdin, the guy who played ja- or guy who played Jasmine, girl who played Jasmine, the guy who played Jafar. Like it was really true, um, like one for one almost. But when they came to the genie, they definitely changed it a little bit more. Like they kept the comic timing, which Will Smith has good comic timing. Yeah, no, he he's, a, um, he's an amazing actor. But they they didn't make it to like Robin Williams style of humor. Right. So Boldness. they they made yeah they made um, 
you know, like like instead of poppy music, like you know, uh, Robin Williams did. It was it was it was it was a little more a little more hip hop, a little bit more rap. Yeah, so it again they so the you've got a you've got a friend in me wrong movie. Um, uh, It's close to that, isn't it? It's um, never had a friend like me. uh, so like that that song, song itself and Prince Ali, the intro into the um, like when he goes to meet that Jasmine Esther. So like <sighs> looking back, like so racist. Um, I mean stereotypical might be the better word. Well, we'll get, yes, right. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I there mean, was, was too many negative connotations. It was in that no, movie it was no short right. circuit. I'll just put it that. Jesus way. Christ! But was All it right. was it better than um? Jake Gyllenhaal and Prince of Persia. I mean, yeah. You, have yeah. you have you seen Prince of Persia? Uh, we, no we, comment. We can, we can go through a f- quite a few, but we don't need any. We're we're gonna take a break, guys. We are gonna come back. We have a segment three with Matt.
And we are back, better on draft podcast one hundred eighty. You know what that means, right? We're gonna go we're gonna worse on draft because we're doing a one eighty. <laughs> uh, I mean, sure that that was pretty good. Uh, by the end of this year, I think we'll be uh, at or near two hundred. Well, we have to be right. It's only twenty weeks. That's that's twenty weeks. That's you know, uh, yeah. You by the end of the off now, right? by the end of the year. Well, I mean, we're still doing shows. We're just doing our road shows. Like we have our upcoming road show at Brewery Four Two Four. Number 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 number. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, buying a keg of beer and giving it away. Where else are we going to be that weekend? Um, I don't know yet. I don't know if we're going to be doing anything too crazy that weekend. No uh, distillery. I, we we might go for okay. fun. I mean, oh, so we, I we, we can go doing, as a beercation. I thought we were doing a. I thought we were weekend. too, but uh, I'm just I'm just not in the mood. I think it's just. Uh, I, I would I would highly recommend if you do get the time to do the brewery tour at New Holland. No, uh, because he's got a 14 year old to take care yeah, of now. Yeah, I, I, have, I have. Well, I have a 14 year old and a 10 year old, and probably by that time and I a, might have a 12 year old and as a well. wife. So we'll see. As well as as my Are wife. Are you the only one that acts chromosome? Yes, I am. God damn. Well, or a white chromosome, rather. I mean, my thing is is that actually I, I think right now I'm actually happy about that. I'm not sure about, about having boys in a house. And because, I mean, it, as, as you know, the joke basically says is that, you know, girls will fuck with your mind. Boys will just fuck shit up. So I think I would rather just have my mind fucked up than actually have my personal possessions broken. Okay. You know, well, I was always in the uh, that's what therapy's boy, for. boys <laughs> in the hood are always hard. Yeah. If you talk to trash, they'll tow your car. <laughs> knowing, nothing, knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't Let's drink me, some beer and talk some shit. shit. Right. All right, yeah. so what we're going to do today. That was actually pretty good. I'm kind of proud of myself um, for that one. Yeah, it was bad. Not bad. Not bad. So typically in the summertime, you want to drink lighter beers, right? Typically. Everybody loves the sunshine. So what I did was I pulled the three big macro breweries from Michigan. And I got their loggers. So I have from Michigan. <laughs> a Bell's logger, I have a Shorts logger, I have a Founders logger, and I have a mystery logger in here that's under this brown bag. <laughs> you don't you don't you didn't get a an Atwater logger? I think Atwater is uh Well the thing is I only had four named glasses, so I could only bring three <sighs> and then one. So the idea is we're gonna drink all of these, rate them, you know, let's say one to five, pick a favorite. Because like, the last time we did this was with macros. We had Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light. Now we're going to do Shorts Light, Bell's Light, Founder's Light. And we're going to see if the mystery macro is better than one of them to our blind taste buds. Oh, geez. For the record, I don't sanction this shit. So <laughs> beer number challenge. one is here. Everybody at BCB challenge. know what I'm talking about. So, um, Ken, I'm going to need you to drink today. Go so, ahead and um, take a cup. Um, give Ken one, and then I'll give Rob one. Um, pour enough for yourself to get a good taste of the lager. Again, it's a lager, so it's it's not going to be... Taste the bubbles. Yeah, it's not going to have a whole taste lot of flavor to it. It's just going to be Champagne the cleanness, the crispness. Beers. Give us some tasting notes and some thoughts on it, and uh, tell us what you think. So, um, number one, we're just going to call blank number. I know, the, I know what is what. You don't. So... Have a sip. Tell me what you think. Rob, you took the first sip. I mean, you're going to all taste everything the same because of your little congestion, but... Dish soap. Dish soap. <laughs> Straight up dish soap. Andrew, Straight up dust. So is this Natty Daddy? Do you have... I almost picked up a Natty Daddy, by the way, so you're lucky. Andrew, do you have any better flavors coming off than dish soap? 
I mean, this this is basically me cleaning my water bottle and not rinsing it well enough. It tastes to me crisp, <laughs> clean, and with a little bit of beer flavor. It tastes like barley water to me. Okay. Ken? It tastes like beer. So... It doesn't f- taste like City Club, but it tastes like beer. PBR tastes like beer. I don't First know what of all, this is. I, I also knew you were going to say that, so there's no City Club in here. <laughs> I did this on purpose. To not so it's it. not Budweiser. <laughs> Budweiser has a distinct taste of um, depression, hate my mother, and goth music. But Patty, I love Patty. Well, that's what City Club tastes like. All right, so Ken, <laughs> out of, let's say, five bottle caps... Right, because we're untapped people. Uh, That's what they give it up. No, we're not. How about out of out of a six pack of beer? Out of out of out of a six pack, one to six. What would you give this beer? I'd, I'd give it a two. Andrew. Yeah, I'm two. Two. I mean, it's drinkable, but it, I, I get no flavor in it. Can, can I not go under one? Yeah, it's one to two. It's one to six. One. All right, so we have five. So that's like a. I think it's a 1.6. I've, I've got all the numbers here for you, Matt. Oh, I'm doing the same. Yeah, all right, no so beer number two. I have it in a nice spreadsheet so I can read off everything you need. Oh, Ken, shit. beer number two. Do you want new, new cups for this, or do you think? I think it'll be fine. Flavor on flavor? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think beer number two. Hopefully it has some flavor. I'll, uh, you're going to give me six, so we're just going to not drink that. Uh, beer number two is also potentially a macro lager or potentially a mystery beer. Um, have a sip. Tell me if it if it strikes you or not, and if there's any definite flavors from it. I feel like I want to re-rank everything now. So, <laughs> at least the foam in the head is, has more of an aroma to it. Is this a better or worse beer than the beer you just drank? It's about the same. Like I ain't getting much difference in regards. They're to They're loggers, so the premise is they need to be cool, crisp. Yeah, I mean, cool, crisp. Not, we're not looking for. Like flavoring or complexity, we're looking for perfectness. So, Rob, do you taste anything except dish soap in this one? <laughs> do you get like less or more do- dish soapy? You know what it's like when you overuse a sponge and it still has that mustiness to it, and it just carries over to shit. <laughs> no, because I'm not a cheap ass. Yeah. Now I buy. Do- I don't buy dollars. That's pretty much there with the dish soap. So, is this beer better or worse than the first one you drank? This is worse. Okay. So I'll just put a one for you. <laughs> this one I'd say uh, slightly better. Definitely get a little more hoppier notes to this one. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm I'm going just slightly better. I'm going with a three out of six. I mean, you could do like a two and a quarter if you have to. No. So it's like drinking the first one in the gym in the the, the bathroom of Planet Fitness. <laughs> wow. There's a bathroom at Planet Fitness. <laughs> That's what a locker room is. Lock. That's so what I meant. Was a locker. You're room. sticking with the number one. With oh, the one. Yeah, fuck yeah. Are you? I'm, I'm I'm sticking with solid numbers and saying three, two. So we have a. I think we have a two right there. All right, let's uh, do beer three. Oh shit. Um, <sighs> beer three. I I I also brought the uh, flashy named stemware so you could see the color of the beer. So you could also judge it on that character because again, a, a lager is supposed to be straw like golden. You know, you know, uh, translucent. See right through it. Pour on flavor-ish. your pants. <laughs> Pour it on your pants. Give you some pissy pants fl- notes. <laughs> hey, you ain't cool unless you pee your I'm pants. I'm Miles Davis, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I need. Well, that's I fine. Need I'll drink the rest of this. Gladly. I'm saving. I'm, I'm saving some of the liquor for. So beer number three. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start. Everyone's had a sip at this point. Not yet. Not okay. yet. No. 
Rob, I need you to really man up on this one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get myself to do that right now. I like it. This one's a little better. I was going to say, yeah, this is definitely crushable. This is definitely easier to drink. This is like perfect for beer pong. Okay. Um, I would, I would, I mean, every beer is perfect for beer pong as long as it has alcohol. Actually, anything liquor is better, good for beer pong. Rob, do you have anything flavors that are not dish soap on this one? This is solid gold, and fuck you for giving that to me. <laughs> Swan, so is that good or bad? Well, like out of out of out of a six pack of, of of beers, what would you rank this? One. Okay, you're gonna rank everything a one, so I don't even know how I ask you. I'd say a three. Andrew, you says three. <laughs> I'll I'll give it a uh, a solid four. So three four, that's eight divided by. I got all the numbers. Just don't. Uh, what's don't. what's the what's the the division? What'd you score it as? I know what the answers it's, are. So it's two six six two six six. So we have a two point six, and then the last one is everybody done with their their hold third? On, hold on. This is so painful. I should have saved carbs for some carbs for this. <laughs> Hey, Rob. Net carbs are fucked up. Number three wasn't solid gold, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, our next marketing campaign is going to be our vodka is keto-friendly. We're going to try and get to it before uh, Tito's does. Really? I think it would be hilarious. I mean. Is there somebody in your company that has the last name of beverage or liquid or something watery? Because Tito Beverage is almost too cool of a name for a, a, a beverage company. So we have, we do have. Uh, cup number four. Well, the guy's first name is Rusted, and his last name's Crow. So, you know. Is that like Russell Crow, but like Rusted. less of a gladiator? <laughs> now I'll never look at Rusted Crow again. Wow. I hate you so much. <laughs> See, I, I would look at it more as in, you know, Brandon Lee's the Crow. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Hold I, on. I, I'm going with that one. What about uh, Ru- Russell Brand? What do you, okay, so. Russell Wilson? You just took one. You just took a sip, Rob. Is this any more or less dish soapy? I think we're going backwards here. Yeah. It's less it's less dish dish soapy, like but it's nothing. Is it better th- or better, worse, or equal to the other three that you've had? Do you want to re rank number three now that you know it's not founders solid gold? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Definitely higher I, IBUs. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not getting I, too too bitter, but it's it's not as crushable as three. It's like as if I was making tea, and somebody just put some water in front of me, so beer tea. and just took a bag full of all the molten grain and just steeped it in there. So for, for for like two minutes, and said, "All right, here you go, beer bucha." Yeah, beer bucha. And so, yeah. are you are you hard on a one? Not even a one point one, one point two. No, just hard one. No, fucking one. All right, Andrew, <laughs> back to you. Um, is this better or worse than the last beer that you had relative to everything else? Um. Definitely, I think, worse than the last one. Okay. Um, I'd put it at a one. Wow. Um, Ten. So put that as a one there. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going with a three. I thought I think this is not too bad. So a five divided by three is 1.2 something, I think. 1.66. This is why you said you weren't a numbers guy. Well, hold on. So number one and number Three are you, or one in four are getting the same results. Are you yeah, one one in four are getting the same results. So number three is the winner. Number two is second, and then tied for third is one in four. So I should I'm going to reveal from worst to first. So if worst is four and one. No. So number four was the solid gold, yeah. which you cursed me for not giving for giving you solid gold, but 
I apologize. I, I will tie to the community if I have to. All right, this is bad. This is bad. Number one was <laughs> Shorts Local Light. Oh. Sorry, Angela. Um, I wasn't that, that. That beer was just not. And that there, there's no like mistake. That was the first one we tried. Um, it just did not. There's no candy no. date on it. I don't see. So I mean, it's, it's still. I mean, date. if you're buying it from Ashley, it's not going to be too yeah. too overdated. He doesn't carry overdated beers. So I'm going to go ahead and give you number beer number two. Number two, well, obviously, is second place is Bell's Local Lager. <laughs> it has to be right because the only other beer is, is this is the mystery beer. So Bell's. Local lager was a two point two. So beer number three, the one that Andrew rated a three, I rated a four, and Rob rated a one and said, "Damn it, this is Founder's Solid Gold. I hate you." Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna before I mean, funny. Basically, all of them, just with a capital U, are terrible. I, 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 um, so I'm gonna do this. <laughs> We've had this beer as a mystery beer. We've all drank this beer. I'm gonna give all of you one choice to guess what the beer is because you've not seen this beer. So I'm gonna start with Rob again. What beer is under the brown bag that's the macro lager that you and your collective voted number one? Better than all the, you know, Michigan I didn't, I didn't vote it number one. I voted it one. <laughs> it was tied for first. Hey, you're part of a collective. And your group, Rob. It was tied for first. Probably a goddamn natty daddy. Andrew, what beer do you think is under the brown bag? Say, I wish I could drink it again. Duh. I mean, it's a goddamn stovetop can. So, I mean, yeah. Or um, is it? Is it a can? It could be. Got to be a can. Can we, can we get a little? We're going. Uh, yeah, it's a can. It's okay. a can. Is That's tall. Like Miller. Like, well, okay, but there's an well, MGD, there's a High Life, there's a Miller Lite. You got to come more correct than that. All right, we'll do a uh, High Life. Miller High Life. It, it really tastes like High Life. Do you want another flavor? I, I think this is GD. MGD? Yeah. Do we have music that we can play for no, the review? No, we don't. I can play Rob's news music if you want me to. <laughs> do not. It's not necessary. Dun, 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 dun. Natural light. You guys also wow. elected a 30-pack. <laughs> For the same price of yeah. solid gold, you can buy thir- double the amount of beer and call it called natural light. I, and it's I, apparently better, according to Better on Draft. I will keep all of my loggers to Wolverine. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know if you'd like Wolverine at this point. I kind of almost want to buy natural light now. To, is there more in that can? Yeah, you, oh, I'll take a little more. Uh, Why not? It's it's good beer. Do, do you want to try it again just to see if you, you yeah. get you get the uh, yeah. bring back the college? Uh, you know, it's it was like twelve ninety nine a thirty. Was this bag. the one you said this was the beer pong beer or was that beer <laughs> yeah, number? Well, he, he definitely said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. It's twelve ninety nine for a thirty pack. How is this? I tried to get a hams because I figured that would be more in line with the uh, the flavors that we were going to be consuming. But I couldn't find a single hams. I would have rather you given me an entire can of Four loco than all of those. <laughs> Do not say that to him because you know damn well next week. Good, good. You're looking to take that that check that I just got today and just bought a keg of Four loco. I mean, like, I would I would buy a giant terranium with a with a spigot out of it. Like the only way to get out of your house is yeah. to, like beer pong. Suck, suck I, was say, I don't hate it at all. This is you love this, don't you? Okay, so. So within, so let's let's talk beer pong real quick because it's a, it's a funny because everyone you call has it beer pong or Beirut beer pong. Okay, ten or six cups. Uh, ten. Ten if you're playing twos. Uh, six if you're trying to yeah. If you're going to six if you're trying to. No, I think you have a long line. Have you ever played king pong? 
Well, there's ten on six or ten, six, three, and one. It's so like, I haven't played damn. King Pong, but I have like played like I have played beer pong where it went rows one to fifteen at uh Nick's frat house. So there was I think we played five on five. Did he stand on phone books when he played beer pong there? <laughs> the table was low. <laughs> So it was like an unran game. <laughs> I so when I used to host, so I bought a piece of four by eight plywood, put it on my parents or the the pool table in the basement, and we played beer pong. And I, we would play beer pong with some of the most high ABV beers you can find. Uh, final not for the, ab. not no, yeah, final absolution <laughs> would be in there. Plead the fifth would be in there. Um, any beer that I would pick up at merchants, like it was just fair game in my fridge. Like yeah. if you came over. People would always bring beer for me and then drink my beer because they suck. Because they would bring me over Guinness, but then drink. Mind you, this is 2000, 2008, 2009. They're bringing over Guinness, and then they're taking Dark Horse. They're taking Dragon Me. They're taking Kunin. They're taking all these nice bottles. So, sure, they're giving me okay beers, but they're taking my, my it's good a, it's stuff. A trade down it's not you. an equivalent exchange. No, not at all. But I didn't care. I, I I had I was having friends over. We were having fun. Um, so we would always play beer pong at uh, um, and, and just house. yeah at, at, at my at my parents' house. And I don't remember when it was, but I remember it popping up. It was either on MySpace or Facebook. And, it would have been Facebook. Uh, I mean, two thousand two thousand nine. That's that's my near the end of MySpace. No. Well, Oh, five was the end of MySpace. I don't know about that. Yeah. That was as soon that as was, Facebook started. Facebook. Uh, MySpace. Oh, oh, five. You know Facebook if, if you was not public. College, yeah, Facebook was. MySpace your, was what more popular than uh, you know Facebook when it first you know came out. Oh, yeah. Tom was everyone's friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's like an Instagram photographer now. That's what he does. Is he's just a <laughs> photographer with all the money he made selling it for such he's a like stupid Frankie price. Media. <laughs> Am I wrong? I, I don't think you are. No. Um, well, that's the first time you've said that. You've agreed to me. <laughs> I remember seeing like the huge herpes epidemic Excuse from me? beer pong because everyone was using the same cups, yeah. drinking out of the same beers, um, and sharing cups. So then it turned into everyone would start just filling the cups with water. Water pong. Yep. Yeah. And then just drinking as you came. But I still went, and I don't remember what year it was, but I went with Dan to Vegas, and we went to a bar called Blondie's at Planet Hollywood, and they had beer pong tournaments there. They still have a couple and bars in I, Vegas. I know Win- Winter Garden does it over in Livonia. Yeah. Um, there's, there's still a few, Bailey's in Troy, I think, might still do it. There's, there's still a few places that do these, uh, these beer pong tournaments. But I remember going there, and this was like what World Series of beer pong was huge. Yeah. They made a road trip. Um, it's on the Ocho. sequel to beer pong, <laughs> like it was like uh, like a Madden. Like you get on the beer pong bus and you go to the next city. And you, yeah, kind of. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, kind of. Like, like, <laughs> it was like like you know playing cornhole on on ESPN two. Yeah. Have you ever seen Dick Cornhole? No. It's where you put your um, legs under the cornhole board to where your private parts are oh, no. right under the cornhole thing. So if you get it right on, it's so like a beanbag, right in the beanbag. Exactly. <laughs> You're, you're hoping it slides up and doesn't get like that full on drop right, right in the yeah. hole. Um, <laughs> what? Well, we talked about uh, beer games earlier, but what else did you guys play when we were younger? Cause so beer pong, waterfall at Central. We actually had a beer Olympics. We had a ten event day. We had a Damn. a volume chug. Like everyone got a pitcher of beer. 
and it was I think it was like eight or ten teams, and it was there was four people to a team. So the first, you know, volume chug was you get a a uh, a pitcher of beer, and the first team to finish it wins. We had canoe races. Team. Yeah. So each person on the team got a pitcher. No, no. It, so what happened was there would be a the pitcher, pitcher on the uh, the pitcher. There was like a four people like left to right. Right. I would drink as much as I could, and I would pass it to the next person. Would pass it to the next person. Pass it to the next person. Okay, but it sounds like so it couldn't be passed back though. It could be. It was a team thing. Like I feel like that kind of takes away four, the whole strategic dynamic. Of I would just thing. drink the whole thing yeah, myself. If you're the anchor. You're but, drink but if you yeah, get, like, that's four, what I'm thinking. Like, if you get the bubble, you can pass it. So there was a canoe relay. So is it like the boot? You got to like turn it? <laughs> kind of. Uh, canoe relay. <laughs> I love that movie. So canoe relay was you had to drink beer out of a ice cube tray with a tiny straw. So you would you be cut? Like, I probably I think that's probably where I would be just because I at that in my younger years I had such a high tolerance. So you would get an ice cube tray full of beer and like the sipping part of a straw, not the whole bendy part, and you would literally suck all of the ice cu- uh, out of oh. the ice <laughs> Left to right, to left to right. Or you would go up and down, up and down. Right. That should be a team event. <laughs> there the was, an, ob- there was an obstacle course. There was a beer pong and a flip cup. Um, there was obviously a keg stand. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say my team won the silver medal in said event. I feel like this is something that we should actually create, is that we should create a Beer Olympic I've tried. I, I said, I've sent text messages. I have property up north. We'll all go up to Gaylord. We will do these Beer Olympics. I, I don't think we need to go up north. That, that's, sh- that's not necessary. It's, it's, it, it, we, it could be. It's not we, it's not. It's we, not we, howl. We, we, don't, we don't have to go past 14 Mile. It's not We can do it over in Lafayette Park. I have a giant park behind my house. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Quinter, like have open intox. The Quinder Cut right there. I mean, people are camping out there right now. Oh, yeah, that's like, right, because tomorrow is the, the 24-hour party or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But, like, there's are so many beer games that are just fun to just do. Like, now, when, when you were Flip Cup, when you played, did you have an anchor that had a giant volume to drink? Or was no, it just... No, the, the, the shot of beer. Okay. You had to, like, fill it up to basically to the line. Yeah, to the yeah, line. To the, to the lines. Like, for me, I always loved the, the games that involved... Like volume chug, or when we were playing flip cup, I would always be the anchor if it was a volume chug at the end. We also had a Dixie cup relay or Dixie cup, yeah. So I would have to drink ten Dixie cups of beer, and then once I was done, then the next guy would. So there was like five team events and five single events. Actually, it was four and four. That way, each person had their own single event, and then you would have appropriate. See, I would make that shit. Just I, I mean, you're you're our age. Did you go to college anywhere? Yeah, Local? Eastern. Eastern. Oh yep. fuck that! He didn't go to college. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. That's Central. not real school. <laughs> like, he, he, like yours was. Hey, E A G L E S Eagles. Huron, bitch. Yeah. Fuck your chips. Rode a boat. That, that's what's damn right. Say, <laughs> we got this giant <laughs> Mac uh, <laughs> Mac train right here. Harvey Hall for life, motherfucker. You know, I, I there there's so many games. Like, is, what what about like a normal game that you just turn into a drinking game? Like, for instance, like um, euchre. Or, well, you know. yes. euchre, or uh, like if you go to North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, there it is, uh, just south of Baseline Road over shuffleboard. on. Uh, yeah, play shuffleboard over there. You can turn shuffleboard into a drinking you know, we game. Can, yeah, I, I have a backyard. We could all come to my house and we could do like Uno is a drinking game. <laughs> Uno, how do, how do you Lord. play an Uno drinking? I mean, game? anytime that anytime wasn't a, skip, yeah, 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 skip a draw like four is drink four. I mean. Oh. Whoever gets skipped gets has to drink. Anything that was not a number Draw card. Draw four, drink four beers. You know, yeah, reverse. You're drinking. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Learn learned a lot of Eastern, I mean. <laughs> I yeah, well, we've we've played so many games that have turned into drinking games or I, I just drunken Mario Kart. I love that drinking and driving. Like drinking and driving, you can't drive. You can't drive until you slam. Well, no, you, you can. You can drink and you can drive, and you can drink, but you can do them at the same time. So you can either play the race and then drink, or you can drink and then play the race, or you can drive, stop, drink, and then continue. That's still like a. There's still a massive debate whether. You should drink first and then drive, or drive first and then drink. Well, if Massive you debates. if you drink first and then drive, then you're always last, and therefore you get the lightning the and blue the, the blue shells and yeah, stuff. The bullet bill, where the, you just zoom past everybody. Yeah, you're, but if you stop at the finish line and you can chug a beer fast enough, I mean, typically those laps are like thirty to forty five seconds. So if you can drink a beer, unless you're on Star Road, no, it's Rainbow always, Road. Yep, I think it's always Koopa Troopa Beach. Right there, <laughs> it should only be Koopa Troopa Beach. On that, on that game. So I, I, I have to admit, and this is going to be the weirdest thing you'll ever hear, just because it's me. So mind you, I've been a pro gamer. I've played in tournaments. I've been sponsored. I've been in leagues. I have made money playing professional games, and I have never, ever won a set of Mario Kart. So when you play like the 150 CC four map race or whatever, I've never won a set. Are we the taking compu- him to the computer beats you every time? Right? No, Are we taking so, him to Ready Player One tonight? No, so <laughs> I I used to play back when I worked at Laser Quest. I at, no. I at we'd close at midnight. We'd be done. Like we'd all go there to close with whoever's closing that night, just so that we'd get in and out in like ten minutes. And at that point, then we go to my friend Dennis's house and we would play Mario Kart. And I could never win. And it, it was it was funny, sad, and then funny again because I just could never. <laughs> it got to the point where I think they were fucking with me um, just because they would let me win a race or two. And I'm like, oh, my God, I could do it. I could do it. And then just like, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's this thing that called mini turbos that very like 5% of the Mario Kart cart population knows about mini turbos. Like everybody thinks they're the greatest at Mario Talking Kart. about the drifting? The drifting, the, uh, you know, and you get the, hey, it's me, and yeah. you get a, pfft, the mini turbos. So few people know about the drifting turbos or the, the mini turbos that when you play, like, we went to Ready Player One. The only There's only one person I've ever lost Mario Kart from against. It's my friend Joe. And I've never seen another human being beat this guy. He literally lives, breathes, die Mario Kart. Like, he, he, he could beat Mario himself. <laughs> It's like if it was him versus Andretti, I would pick him. There, there one of my college sweet mates. He was amazing at Goldeneye. You yep. put him on uh, remote mines. He would throw the mine in your face, blow you up, like instantly kill. Like <laughs> he was untouchable somehow. Like we uh, wow. when I went to Central my freshman year, we uh, that was like NBA two K four two K five. We mm. did a fantasy draft for it was it was a you know. Xbox, the original. Yeah, we all did a fantasy draft of the team, and we would like have a rotation game. Of, and I would have Yao Ming, and literally <laughs> Yao Ming at the free throw line. Like it was a play. Like Yao Ming, you throw it to him, and he like just dunked. And, like I had Yao Ming and Dirk, and they never missed within like three feet. No, and it's I, like Randy Moss. You know, he just catches everything. Right, just chuck it up. That's like I used to play uh, Madden '97. And just play streaks to Herman Moore every throw. Oh my God. Actually, Madden 02, Aaron Brooks to Joe Horn every fucking time. <laughs> Joe Horn. Think about Joe Horn. <laughs> hey, I got to get the phone call. Right. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for Better on Draft. Oh, Andrew, dude, what's up? We didn't, we didn't finish the last 
cocktail. We didn't finish the last spirit. Oh, we didn't. We didn't get through the vodka, did we? Yeah. We had two of the three gins. Where's no, the third gin? There's two gins. There's two gins. We had the vodka. And you want to try the vodka before we go? Don't threaten me with a good time. Might as well. All right, can we're can going little, to uh, uh, kind of like slowly off. sign off as he uh, pours some vodka for everyone. Yeah. Uh, what is this vodka called? This vodka is uh, Detroit Steam Vodka. So this is a hundred percent corn. Am I going to taste cornflakes here? Uh, no. This Just is, a splash. Uh, Just a splash. Odorless, tasteless, as uh, close to water as I could uh, get it. Odorless. Oh. Why would you make a tasteless vodka? Because it'll get you drunk. <laughs> Unlike all the other vodkas that are, you know, flavors and, you know, everything, vodka should be odorless and tasteless. It should just be all alcoholic I smell water. Is, yeah. Yeah. It, it smells, all, all I smell is alcohol, yeah. It smells like I'm spraying the bed sheets for bed bugs. So this is uh, distilled 12 times, charcoal filtered. <laughs> I could tell. I don't You need taste to work on your shit. liquor, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't do liquor because it gets me in trouble. Mm, yeah. I text well, people I shouldn't text. Then we go from liquor to beer to liquor. So, all right. So, Rusted Crow, the uh, the restaurant is over by Cliff Bells in District Detroit, um, and then the distillery tasting room is in Dearborn. Where? Uh, Telegraph, just north of Ford Road. Drive uh, by slowly because when you pass by Papa thing? Romano's, slow down because you can miss it. I didn't even exactly. know Papa Romano still exists. Isn't yes. there like a, a mini golf course right there too? No, nope. Mr. Chicken no. is two doors down. Yep. King Cone. Isn't that right by there? No. I'm thinking like Ford and maybe Beach. No, because basically like right at Merriman. the... Merriman. Thinking the, of Mormon. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, at the corner he's got You're the strip mall. Yeah, you yeah. got the strip mall with Papa Romano's <laughs> so it's, GFS. It's the worst place in America. Yeah. But once you see, once you are on Telegraph and you see Papa Romano's slow down because you can miss this place. It is on the right when you're going northbound on Telegraph. Hey, Andrew. Did you know we're on Spotify? I did not. Now you do. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on everywhere you can get podcasts. Please leave us reviews. It helps us promote, helps us get out there, as well as helps us give out more things. Uh, the like thing we are like t-shirts. Beer. Yeah, t-shirts. Beer. One of our great. They they make the Michigan beer box shirts. My beer box. Uh, shirts. My beer box. Yes. Uh, they make plenty of great stuff over there. It uh, doesn't matter if you're a brewery or a beer store or anything like that. Or they, a reunion. I was going to say, they are a um, uh, a screen printer. That's the right term. They uh, screen print. They give you everything that you need from koozies to shirts to hoodies. That hoodie is really nice. The little zip-up that they uh, they got me from uh, Mich- uh, from the Expo of Beer. Did you get a zip-up hoodie? I got a zip-up hoodie. It wasn't my size. I would have swam in it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it would have been like a zip-up tarp for you. I could have camped. Yeah. You you, you could have. You left me um, alone in the fucking... I had to listen to Old Town Road like 15 times <laughs> in like six hours. I had shit to do too. It was it was Old Town Road, every other song. And every time I had a break, I came over to relieve you so you could relieve yourself. <laughs> I almost put an old-time bullet in my face after like, just, hey, I don't know if you guys saw in Bruce Brothers, I had a thread of what was going on. It was Old Town Road, Old Town Road again. <laughs> yes. It was, and it, and just, just so you know, if you decide to look up the Rambo Last Blood trailer, it's in the trailer. So don't watch the trailer. Did you? Okay, so Old Town Road. At least you didn't have karaoke this year like they've had before. Lil Nas X, he went to a elementary school. Yes, I saw it. And he showed up and they, the kids mm-hmm. sang his song. Like, he did no words, and you have little white kids dancing and screaming around like he's the goddamn Wiggles, saying, I'm going to take my... 
Basically, it's, he just pulled a CeeLo at Lollapalooza. And yeah. how dare a man call himself Nas X? Lil Nas, Nas X. Lil Nas X. You know, two differences, not the regular Nas. But how dare you even, like, I'm going to be, okay, I'll be Little Dre. Okay, Narles Barkley, Flynn Eastwood, hey, Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's Jr. That's terrible. Should I fucking continue? Well, Nar- Charles Barkley does have a ring. <laughs> so. Is there a three-pack? <laughs> or a two-two? Not yet. No, Not but yet. Um, give it twenty years. Uh, yeah. Baffin has a Tupac shaker, Bach. So <laughs> Tupac shaker. All right. Before we go any more off, uh, Andrew, thank you so much for coming. We Thanks appreciate you. Um, yes, all this liquor you. is amazing. You can get it obviously in plenty of liquor stores, as well as going to the restaurant and the distillery. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to do it for us here at Better on Draft. And uh, even though uh, Nick butchered my ending during the uh, the end, they did a, they did a little thing. One seventy nine point five. You can hear Nick and Ed finish the show, but it's no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Better on draft. Have a good night. Draft.